are Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, December 14th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is what? Two, two and a half weeks away from NHL training camps. Rachel, the end of the tunnel is close. It's here. We can see it. Can it be? (laughs) So if you guys have been following along, thank you so much. But if you haven't, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers so you can keep up to date with everything the Flyers and all their moves from this offseason gearing up for training camp. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the World Juniors. The rosters are set and the Flyers have, of course, a few prospects that will be in the tournament. Then we will talk about some NHL news that has came out Friday. And then, of course, we will wrap up with our nemesis of the week. Lock on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. So subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. So let's jump in to World Juniors. So it's official. The boys that we thought made, would make the team made the team. So for Team USA, Bobby Brink and Cam York. Uh, I wish Cam had uh, an alliteration for his, his name because that would have been <laughs> awesome with the Bobby Brink, Cam Cork, whatever. There is the Yam Cork, right? Yeah, there's the Yam York. But those two boys, they made it. And, you know, I mean, this was obviously we talked about a ton. It was as expected. So no surprises here. But it's good that we got a, a few prospects on Team USA. It makes it easier to root for them. It does. And I am super excited to get to see them have a prominent role on Team USA. And I think we'll really get a good sense of where their skills are at. I know it's it's kind of a mixed bag with World Juniors because while they are playing against the top competition in the world, although there's a few people out this year because of various reasons, uh, it's it's people at their age level. And so obviously these guys have not fully developed yet and some, they're going to get bigger and stronger by the time they get to the NHL, at least for some of them that aren't already there yet. And so it gives you an opportunity to kind of see what their ceilings could be, I think. Yeah. And and kind of go from there. Exactly. World Juniors to me, it's definitely about just seeing the prospects uh, on a world stage and then also getting bragging rights, right? Like if, if players are like, oh, my God, who's that goalie? It's like, oh, well, he's a Flyers goalie. So, yeah, we can brag about that. Or who's that who scored three hat tricks or two hat tricks? Oh, it's a Flyers prospect. So that's always what I take away from it. But I completely agree with you. Um, And University of Michigan actually had some media availability footage of Cam York. And before I get into it, I just have to say Cam is you could definitely tell he's a West Coast kid. He's so laid back, so laid back. And like it kind of falls into what he was saying in his media availability. They talked about um, his defense partner and and how 
playing with him last year, how that, what that experience was like and how he thinks it'll help him this year. What struck me as super interesting in this uh, interview was that Cam was really just talking about how he had no idea how intense this tournament was until he got here last year. And it was, it was an eye-opening experience. And he was saying that every, every game was the biggest game of his career. And so that's how he's approaching it this year. It's serious with World Juniors because of, you know, all of these kids want to, you know, showcase themselves, but also win gold for their country. The rivalries are so ingrained in them that this competition is just so unique in terms of the kinds of games they play and, you know, what gets them motivated. And yeah, it's good to see Cam York is like in on it, though, you know, and it is something special for him. It is. He still looks super laid back while I was talking about it, yeah. <laughs> but that's just camp. One of the things that was interesting to me about Team USA is that they have 13 forwards and nine defensemen on the roster, which I think is like one more defenseman and one less forward than is ideal. And it seemed like they had to do that because of injury and or COVID related reasons in terms of who they had to cut at the bottom of the list. And so that makes me a little nervous for them only having one spare forward. But and there's one extra defenseman. So is Cam going to get less ice time because of that? I don't know. Makes me nervous, though. Yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye out on it. Um, But we also have another prospect on Team Sweden. It was our newly or recently drafted Emil Andre. He is playing on Team Sweden. We talked about this before when we previewed Andre. We don't think he'll have a top a top four role on defense, but he'll be on that third pair. And depending on what happens with Team Sweden, we could see him get elevated. So it's definitely, um, I feel like he's in York's position uh, last year where it's like he's, exactly. the, he's on the bottom pair. He's just feeling it out. But um, hopefully this catapults him next tournament. Definitely someone to keep an eye out on. But all of these prospects, I mean, if, if you're listening to this and this is the first time you're hearing of Bobby Brink, Cam York, Emil Andre, we did specific episodes previewing these players and talking about, you know, their development and how useful they could be for the Flyers. And, you know, as long as they're developing correctly, they can have major roles in the future. So. Definitely, we'll leave all of them linked in the show notes if you want to listen to that after this. But yeah, definitely kids to be excited about. So with that said, Rachel, I know you touched on uh, what makes you a little bit nervous about Team USA, but just overall in the tournament, who are you most excited to see? I mean, of course, I'm most excited to see Team USA. I I am excited to see Emil Andre and just get a better sense of him on the ice. And, you know, I haven't watched a ton of him playing. I've just like read a lot about and watched highlight videos. And obviously we, we talked to somebody about him. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be good to get more like my personal perspective on him. But that being said, I'm like really nervous about team Canada, which is ridiculously good again. It bugs me. Yeah. It just really bugs me. But, you know, that that's, I guess, the price you pay for liking hockey is Canadians are good <laughs> at it. Yeah, yeah, that is, that's a tough one. But I agree with you. I'm really excited to see Team USA just because there were a lot of 
players on Team USA drafted last year that I really like. Alex Turcott is there. Cole Caulfield, those who are playing. But I'm just excited because, you know, I was a huge fan of um, Madison, Wisconsin, their uh, hockey team. And so I'm excited to see them, especially Alex Turcott, because I think he's going to be playing with Brink. And I'm, I'm fascinated by the Kings um, center depth. So I would, really would like to see how, how he plays. I've been hearing people say he might move, be moved to the wing. So this will we'll see how he plays at center this year. So um, definitely Team USA. And I agree with you with Emil Andre. I haven't seen much of, uh, of his play. I know we're probably not going to see a ton of him, but I'm still excited to see what we can. And um, yeah, World Juniors, they, it's never disappointing unless Canada wins. So... Yeah, we'll have to see. You just like look at their top line of Connor McMichael, Dylan Cousins, and Kirby Doc, and just ugh. like how how is Kirby playing? Like, I get know. Kirby out of here. <laughs> I know. But uh, honestly, Rachel, talking about what's not fair, Built Bar. I don't know how they do it, but they are so incredibly delicious, and I feel like it's just not fair to other protein bars. If you haven't tasted them, they genuinely taste like a candy bar. I don't know how they do it. Right now, they have tons of like wintered flavor bars. They have the white chocolate, cookies and cream, salted caramel, and the apple almond crisp, which honestly, I've been eating that since September and it still is so good. And the best part is that they're healthy. If you're looking to lose or maintain weight while you're having a really delicious bar, Built Bar is perfect for you. It's an amazing combination of being low calorie, low sugar, but also high protein and high fiber. You know, no matter what diet plan you're on, this will fit right in, even if you're doing keto. Yeah, and even better, right now when you go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up later in the week, Coach Evo, head coach of the Metropolitan Riveters of the NWHL, will join the show to talk player development and coaching professional hockey. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flyers and following us on Twitter so you don't miss out. All right, Rachel. So on Friday, it was kind of like that news dump that you're always talking about. (laughs) A lot of information came out about the NHL season. And like I said, at the start of the show, we are two to three weeks out before camp. So the NHL and the NHLPA expect votes to be casted this week on um, all the final details. The players are are hoping for a Monday, Tuesday, whereas the NHL, uh, they they're fine with it. They're thinking of something being finalized by the end of the week. Now, the players are kind of hopeful for Monday, Tuesday, because Wednesday marks that two-week timeline before the start of training camp. And for those who their teams are in the U.S. or in Canada, that hits the 12-day quarantine mark before they can start training camp. So, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> the NHL seems to be last minute on this, and they definitely say that they're going to get it done. But uh, this, they're pushing it pretty close, especially because I know different states and different countries obviously have um, different quarantine times. But the 12 seems to be like pretty much if you're coming out of the country, that's what you have to do. Yeah, that'll definitely have a big part in how they put things together here. 
There's a lot of logistics to talk about on the back end of this in terms of the schedules and is it going to be kind of like minor league hockey where you have three or four games in a row against the same team and how is that going to work and so I think that you know it it makes sense to even if it's like a day or two to take the time to make sure they get it right um, that being said I understand like the the rush to have that hard deadline of you know people that need to travel before the new year yeah but you talked about the start of the season and some logistics. It seems like the hybrid hubs aren't 100% set in stone, which isn't surprising. The NHL still wants to start in all 31 arenas, even though last time we talked about this, um, some state or some teams in their states, they wouldn't be able to start their games because of, you know, restrictions on how many people can be in certain buildings and so there were teams that might not be able to start in their their arena. Mm-hmm. But still, with that said, the NHL, their main goal is to have all of all 31 teams play in their arena, which to me sounds like when they were saying that they wanted to do an 82 game season. <laughs> they were just like, no, this is what we want to do. But it's like it, that it's unrealistic. California is going to be really interesting because you know, there's obviously some of the bigger restrictions in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So San Jose is one of the teams affected. And I believe they're playing in Arizona. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with Anaheim and LA as things progress. And, you know, it's just, uh, and obviously hockey is one of the most risky indoor sporting activities that you can do. In the pandemic. And so, you know, some places are only banning like youth sports or adult rec or like beer leagues and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, think things are going to change. And, you know, I, I, they have to be prepared for at least some, I mean, if some, if not all of the markets to have to relocate their team to a different rink. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's surprising that they sit there. They say that they want it all to start at every team to start at their own rink because it just doesn't seem like that's going to be possible in January. You know, if they were saying like, okay, we're going to we want that to happen in March or April. Maybe I could see that coming to fruition. But January 13th, I, I don't know. But a plan B for the season would be to start with 10 to 20 games in those hybrid hubs that we talked about before. So each the new divisions and the one team that could do that in each division would be that hub for them where everyone would play. I believe at like kind of like how the play in series was. So there'd be hockey at like noon and hockey Mm -hmm. at two and stuff like that, which, you know, what I didn't hate that. No, I'd I'd love to see that again. (laughs) And so last thing that we heard was what's going to happen with trades? Are there going to be any restrictions on, you know, teams trading uh, from Canada to a a U.S. team? But the NHL so far has said there is going to be no trade restrictions between the United States and the Canadian teams. Players will just have to quarantine based on whatever, like that team or that city uh, their quarantine uh, restrictions are so you could this is so crazy to think that you could trade a player from ca- uh, Canada to the U.S. and then they would have to quarantine for two weeks and then play with a new team which sucks for that player well it would 
be probably built into the understanding of the trade. And I assume there would be some financial implications as well in terms of who was covering the player's salary during that two-week period. That's a good point. I didn't even think of the salary part of it. I was just thinking, like, here's a player has to stop in the middle of the season, a a really condensed season, stop being on the ice for 12 whole days and then jumping into a whole new style of play, which... Yeah, that's that's a struggle. And then the financial part of it. We'll have to keep track of the trades because that will be really interesting. And so, oh, Bob Shannon on Twitter, he tweeted out that a source confirms that the NHL is planning the private purchase of COVID vaccine for all its uh, for everyone involved in the potential upcoming season. And that tweet, I mean, it struck a nerve with a lot of people. That is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be nice because I know he wasn't. It's not his fault, but it is his fault, though, without getting some the clarifying information and including that either what the clarification was or that there was, you know, a sidebar to it. So don't judge based on this single tweet alone because yeah nhl got hammered because you know you look at millionaire professional athletes and you're like hmm, should they really be at the head of the line for vaccines and you know the only perspective of which i see that it makes sense for the nhl to buy its own is if they purchase it in the timeline that the vast majority of players would be getting the vaccine anyway, and if they just want to administer it themselves on the same exact timeline so that all of their players are vaccinated at the same time. But it would have to be like super late in the process, like next summer, when everybody, unless any of the individual players have like a special reason why they need it sooner for health reasons or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that the vast majority of players would be getting it at the same time. The, the NHL just wanted to administer it themselves for timing reasons. That's the only thing that I can come up with that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Like you said, Bob Shannon, uh, he t- provide some follow-up for that so he tweeted out after that that for clarification the nhl is interested in securing a vaccine when and if it's available for private purchase is it at this point no the league is also adamant that they will not jump the line to do so which i feel like if they said that in the beginning bob would have tweeted that out but i feel like they he only tweeted that out obviously because the nhl like you said was getting slammed and they were like wait no well where why are people mad okay say we're not going to do this say we're not going to do that but i doubt that anything that came in that those following tweets are true yeah it was an unfortunate series of tweets i would say but i i just i know that what you what you're saying makes the most sense because like you said the nhl does underhanded stuff a lot of the time And so I just, I really hope that this was a trial balloon. Yeah, yeah. You know, that if if they were going to do it, now they know that everybody's pissed about it, so that maybe they shouldn't. Or if they are, they're going to keep it super, super, super secret. (laughs) Yeah. And the NHL, I feel like they do that a lot. They do out these little, like you said, trial balloons just to see where the temperature is. And if, like you said, if, if they do, hopefully... They bury it so far we no one knows and we I don't have to 
believe that what I think is true is actually true about the NHL. Let's move on to our nemesis of the week. And so for those of you who might be newer to the program, each Monday we identify who or what in hockey is our nemesis for this upcoming week. And now that I say that after just talking about Bob (laughs) Shannon's tweet, how was that not the nemesis of the week? I am so shocked. But last week our nemesis was the owners. Just the owners, they're villains, which is very true. And it could still be true for this week, honestly. But uh, yeah. I, I know that as the NHL season starts, we're going to get a lot of projections. And honestly, I, I don't know if I'm just very, feeling very sensitive at this point, but I just know that no one's going to give the Flyers the respect they deserve. And so already I'm just going to blanket statement this. The nemesis of the this week is the projections based off of whatever model, internal, external, that have the Flyers barely making it into the playoffs. I've seen one already where the Flyers just barely come out. And I, and there's teams above them that I'm just like, really? Like, the Flyers have some holes for sure, but I think the Flyers definitely are above Carolina. And there's some there's some people talking about how Florida, I mean, not Florida, um, the Rangers really have a chance. And I'm just, <laughs> it's just. <sighs> well, that's part of it, right, is that when Carolina was projected to be in the East, mm-hmm. I think it was more of a, I wouldn't say guarantee, but more of a obvious pick to, that the Flyers would be in the top three yeah. in the Eastern Division. But now that they put Carolina in the Central and move Pittsburgh back into the East, some of these projections are putting Pittsburgh above the Flyers and the Caps above the Flyers, which yeah. I don't know that that's real. Yes. So I I think that, you know, the only team that I would would say there's almost 100% guarantee we'll finish higher than the Flyers is Boston. And everybody else, it's going to be a crapshoot depending on how this kind of season goes. I agree with you on that. But still, I just, I just, it doesn't sit right with me. Teams like, or people are giving teams like the Rangers or even Carolina um, props over the Flyers. It just, I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm being sensitive, but... It just doesn't sit right with me. Well, once we get the schedule and kind of know how the season's going to play out, obviously we'll go into a a more of a full season preview and and get into our actual predictions (laughs) then. But I am with you right now of being having some like righteous anger about the disrespect (laughs) that the Flyers are getting in these snap judgment rankings. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And we definitely will have to do a deep dive, of course. So ending the show on a fun note, our Flyers fun thing is, come on, of course, Jacob Voracek. I mean, some if you, if you can see the tweet, then, you know, you know why we're laughing. But if you can't, <laughs> then we'll let you we'll tell you about it. So NHL on NBC Sports tweeted out a picture. This is an absolute beauty. And it's a picture of Yogg's in a Flyers jersey, of course. Uh, you know, just to clarify, we're not talking about him anywhere else. And he's talking to Max Talbot. Max Talbot quote tweeted that and said, try and guess what Yogs is telling me. Then Jacob Voracek quote tweeted that and said that you had a sick effing passer on your line that year. And just Jake, 
He's I know. He's perfect. He's so funny on Twitter. Yeah, he, I don't even think he means to be. That's just how you know he's exactly why everyone loves him. That's the thing is that he stays away for a long time, but when he comes back, he comes back hard. And it's amazing. So it's so good. Truly, it really is. So that is the Flyers fun thing for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Wednesday, like we said, with our conversation with Riveters head coach Evo. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you guys. So send us in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the most recent episode of Locked on NHL.